It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty and Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. With me, as per usual, I have the wonderful Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Well, hello again, John. And he's saying hello again. Yeah, it's it's been such a long time, Aaron. Um, No, because... I barely got got a breath in there. We're we're trying to... um, you, you may be surprised. You may. It's not a mistake. You start looking at your podcast feed, and you're like, "What is, what is going on here? Did I miss one last week? Was there a special one somewhere?" No, we um, we did not want to share anything with the Bucks. The Bucks shouldn't have to share a podcast with all the rest of this stuff. No, but there was so much to go over this week. It actually was a very full week, so we wanted to make sure the Bucks just got got theirs because um, what a, what a fantastic year! But we're going to move on yeah. from that here now. We're moving on from that. Yeah. We're going to do a separate podcast oh, well, here, well, talking about well, this week. Oh, well, I want to. I want to say something that uh, that uh, friend of the show, Pete Owen, who has been mentioned four times this week now, um, brought up to me today earlier to talk about, and that was um, as long as we're alluding it to it now about the fact that Aaron Rodgers, you know, after all the news that we're about to talk about with him today, did, who's a who's a one percent owner of the Bucks, yeah, didn't show up, didn't didn't show up to any of the Bucks games, and was that for not to take away? attention from his own team the the team that he owns like and was that a good call or not and i think it was like i mean was that was that, i mean he's full of himself but was that like a conscious decision by aaron Rodgers to do that or was he contacted by the owners the other owners in the group and said hey don't uh don't don't take away from our team right now don't make it about you let's not bring your 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 uh, drama into this situation, so you know that's why I, I think, think that's I it. think it's very apropos that we did a separate podcast for the Bucks because they deserve their own. Yeah, and here's all the rest of it. Here's my thought though on that Aaron Rodgers idea. I, I just think he didn't want to have to talk to anybody. He knew he'd have to because then it wouldn't be on his terms. Um, True story. Because shortly after that, he then immediately made it all about himself again, and ESPN is talking about like, oh, he. He shared an Instagram picture of Michael Jordan Pippen. Clearly a Last Dance reference. By the way, Last Dance streaming on ESPN Plus right now. Oddly, they are plugging that show streaming now exactly when Aaron Rodgers decided to put that picture up. Also, Devontae did. They hate Wisconsin, but without Aaron Rodgers, they would have no content. But it it immediately killed any talk of the Bucs from there on out. So he did kind of... Make it about him immediately after they'd won. So right. whatever. Um, but, but it's like it's like Pete said. It was like uh, you know, in, in some way, shape, or form. Like even though he's only a one percent owner of the team, of a team that is now worth one point six billion dollars after four years of ownership or six years of ownership by the new group, yeah. it's his. He's he's doubled. You know, one percent of one uh, percent of one point six billion is uh, sixteen million dollars if you can do math anyways um that uh you know it's 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 you know it's his team and so it's got to be you know it is his team he owns part of this team and it's uh you know so he has to be conscious about you know image and likeness but 
you know, maybe if he would have thought that this team was going to win the finals, maybe we would have gone through all the drama because, you know, he wanted to be there. I mean, if Gucci Mane is on the sidelines and you're not, then there's something wrong if you're the owner of the team. Let's say this. Aaron Rodgers, at least what we know, is that he is, I believe, the first player to have a Super Bowl ring and an NBA championship ring. (laughs) Let me think about that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else, but we'll we'll roll this right into our uh, our segment here that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, Aaron. I don't know if you figured anybody else who had uh, had you know two different league. He's basically halfway to the Grand Slam of championships, right? Aaron, with, well, Dan, with Danny, 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 Danny Ainge is stuck in my head because he was a good baseball player, but uh, he yeah. never won anything as a baseball player. Well, all we got to say is like he's he's. Basically oh, oh how, about, how about Bud Grant? Oh, Bud Grant never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this. If Aaron Rodgers can just get an NHL team to Wisconsin, regardless of whether or not they win a Stanley Cup, I, I say we just make him emperor for life. I don't care what else he does. If he gets an NHL team to Wisconsin, emperor for life. Um, Oddly enough, everybody, we do have Rodgers news. um, And we have been mostly eschewing any talk of Rodgers because it's been super dumb. like Toxic toxic AF. Right now, it's been ridiculous. Like if ESPN had a superpower, it would be stupidity at this moment. And I'm not... Right. Generally, like they do a lot of good things, but the problem is, is they have to fill so much time because it's twenty four hours on several networks, right? And it's ESPN, you know, the Ocho, yeah. And football, you know, drives the engine of sports, and so they want to mm-hmm. talk football. They they can't talk about a lot of things. They, they, you know, like Tom Brady doesn't drive the needle like it used to. Um, only in, in hate viewing, I think, at this point. And the same could be said for Rodgers. A lot of the the draw to Rodgers is, I mean, one of them is um, he's the most important player on one of the three premier franchises. You know, like Steelers draw eyes to, to the TV screen, the Cowboys draw eyes to the TV screen, and the Packers do. And nobody else is anywhere near those three. It's those three teams. Not the Giants, yeah, I, I, not the I, I Niners, nobody else. Patriots, Patriots work their way into that. They're not there now. They just aren't. Yeah, they fell off a lot in the last two years, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, a lot of that moved on because a lot of those fans just moved with Brady, too. It's, it's hyper regional, too. It's all New England, too. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the thing is, like, uh, that's Den- one Den- part Denver's, of it. Denver's probably number four after those three. What do you think? Ooh. Because Denver kind of owns all the mountain states. They Chiefs really too. do. Chiefs got to be in there. Chiefs, Chiefs got a great fan there, base. But- Great fan base, and right now they got an MVP level quarterback. That that's if if there were big news about Mahomes suddenly, mm-hmm. that would be all they talk about. Mahomes nowadays, I, but I'd say that uh, Raider Nation is pretty strong, but very localized yeah. too. But as yeah. far as maybe not as big a population, but as far as just like you know, da- Dallas is ridiculous. They yeah. have they're so big, and of course uh, the Jaguars. What's that? Jaguars? <laughs> Giant following in England. Not New England, England. England. Um, but no, uh, Denver's, Denver's a pretty big. They've got all the mountain states, pretty much northern New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, yeah. Montana, yeah, Idaho. But like, but also not a lot of population, like just a big area that they 
have a big fan base. So they're the only things yeah. out there, you know. Yeah, that's that other tier. You know, like you got the Chiefs, you've got Broncos, you've got Raiders, you've got Giants, and and those groups Seat- to an extent. Seattle to an extent. Seattle, Seattle had recently. A, Seattle had Seattle, Seattle had a big following before they were ever good, just because they were the only thing in the top northwest quarter of the country. <laughs> yeah, and they had weird uniforms. Um. Yeah, they had great uniforms and a really small white guy that could catch a lot of balls. Don't don't get me started on Steve Largent. I will, I will go on forever in anger <laughs> of Steve Largent, <laughs> one of the most overrated good receivers ever. Um, yeah. Hey, Anyhow, but uh, Dave 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 Craig, Dave Craig, or yeah, he's from quarterback. He went to Whitewater, right? No, where'd he go? I'm trying to remember. He's from now Wisconsin. Defunct, I now, now defunct to Milton College in oh, okay. Milton, Wisconsin. Okay, where my kid, where my kids go to school. <laughs> all right. So anyhow, where we were starting with all this thing is like, basically, we have been fed for three straight years now that Aaron Rodgers is so mad he will never play for Green Bay again. It has literally been three straight off seasons because we've had this show and we've been talking about it nonstop. Each each season they talk about it and we like this is dumb. No. And every year they're like, well, he's super angry. He's never going to show up. First off, he hated LaFleur. He hated him. Like, and, and then you find out, no, of course he doesn't. And then he, he hated all these guys. He hated all this and that. He has no weapons except for top five wide receiver, top five running back, the best offensive, well, top three offensive line in football with the best left tackle in football. I don't know what other things you need. Um, he's got a massively talented group around him. Um, but he, he's upset. And that part, whatever, we'll get into that later. But the big thing is they're like, he's gone. Adam Schefter told us it was a done deal. Um, and we've talked about this before. Schefter said it was a done deal. Um, what's his name? The former offensive lineman, the, the Broncos. Oh, Schlereth. Schlereth. Schlereth, on dra- Schlereth on draft days. Draft day said. Yeah, they both said it was, it was a done deal draft day. Rogers he he will be in Denver by the end of today. And they were wrong. And in, what I'd like to say here is, first off, on our show, when we're wrong, we like to point it out. Like I said on the Bucks one, I said Bucks in seven, and I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong on that. I like to point out when I when I miss it, but I also like to point out when we nailed it. We hey, have guess been what, asked John, guess what, John? As far as Bucks go, I don't have to point out I was wrong. No, you don't. I wasn't Aaron? Yes. You were you were dead on. But in <laughs> in this regard, though. Yes. We have been dead on on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody keeps asking, like, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to report? I'm like, 100% he's going to report. They're like, you really think so? I was like, yes, I really think so. That's why I said 100% he's going to report. And I, I think I think, I think, think the only thing that we said that was not 100% he would report is um, or retirement. I think was the only, I think was the only thing we, else we entertained. I never and entertained we, it. it but but I think we like half entertained it for like a half second, but then immediately did. immediately crushed it with. But he's too competitive. Like he thinks he can play until he's fifty years old. Yeah, so he can't retire. Here's my here's and that was the garbage, garbage just last week. Coming up till today, it was mm-hmm. like t- t- forty eight hours ago. John, it was coming out that Aaron Rodgers is one hundred percent ready to retire. He is not going to play for the Packers this year. And then it was a complete one eighty. Yeah. Uh, Without saying that anything was wrong or that they missed something, without saying like anything, they just they just rolled right into it and they're like, "Hey, guess what? He's just going to show up and just whatever." 
so here's been my thought process the whole time. And I've been trying to explain this to people as we go. First off, he was never going to retire. And people thought no. I was crazy for saying this. I was like, he's never going to retire. It's mostly people who have uh, Justin Fields as their logo, or, you know, like their image on Twitter were arguing me yeah. that I don't know what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers loves his stats. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is chasing stats. Whether or mm-hmm. not you think he is, he is trying to be the greatest of all time. Right. All right? And I'm not saying he is because I don't think he's yeah. the greatest of all time. I still think it's Johnny Unitas because he's better than all of them. But anyhow. Sure, um, it, it, Bart's he, a better leader. Yeah, better than this guy. Um, but I mean, like, No, I meant Bart Starr was a better leader than Johnny, Johnny Unitas. Was, Johnny Unitas was the best quarterback of all time. Bart Starr was the best leader. I'll give it for uh, another day. Yeah, Anyways. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. But yeah, I mean, like, Aaron's never going to give up on a year of his stats, especially towards right. the end. He is chasing all the numbers. All right? He's mm-hmm. not missing out on a year for what isn't a, an issue with money. He's not missing out on a year to get all this whatever clout he wants. He's just not and he going missed, to do he it. He missed three years. He missed. Three, he has to make up three years off the beginning that yeah. most people got to play that he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he's 17 years now. It's going to be his 17th year. Which is, by the way, more than than I mean, we had sixteen from uh, Favre and, and and Star didn't make it seventeen, so we got seventeen years of him. But still, mm-hmm. it's like he is chasing all the numbers. He's he mm-hmm. he's definitely doing that. So he's he was never going to retire. Like you should have put but, that immediately but, out of your head. But but that was like that was my only other option. Like like this whole him being traded, released, anything else like that. I said that was basically the only other thing that was an option was him retiring. There was nothing else. There was not going to be a trade. There was not going to be um, him being released because the Packers would no. trade him before releasing yeah. him. So the only two options was him showing up or him retiring. Right. Because he wasn't He wasn't going to sit up. Now, at one point, we thought maybe he will sit out till week six and then report Stop before we. week seven. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 that was the royal we. Okay. Um, the royal we, but no, but I mean, there, there was like, I was like, just going through like all the possibilities, like, was well, he going to pun- punish the par- Packers organization and hold out till the, what's the max week he can hold out six. And then vision reports on week seven, they still have to pay him the rest of his contract for the rest of the year or something like that. Like, yeah, but I mean, but those were like outliers. Like that was like in the back of my head, like, well, here's other things he could do, but like 89, 92% of me thought, Exactly what you were just described right there. Like he was going nowhere. Like that was it. Right. And, and you go back and play every one of our podcasts. I, I've never changed on this. Um, because first mm-hmm. off, this, well, I guess second off, they were never going to trade him. They were never going to trade him because they'll never get back enough for what he's worth at this point. Um, they would need several firsts. They would need active players. I mean, <laughs> here's the best part. Like if Aaron's angry, like ESPN is trying to tell us that they've never put talent around him, although they very clearly have. They're saying mm-hmm. like they've never put enough talent around him. Well, you know what? Any team that trades for him is going to have to trade away all their talent plus yeah, their yes. draft picks. So if he's traded, he's going to a poverty team, like right. a, a team that is going to need him to save them from themselves. So right. that's the part that I, I don't get. And somewhere he knows that. Um, he would like to get traded and whatever. He's he's working out the these conditions so he can at least have some say in it uh, when they do trade him next year because that's always kind of been part of the plan, I think. Um, yeah. So they weren't going to trade him. He was never going to retire. He was never going to sit out because, again, the numbers. He wants the numbers. Um, right. 
Here's the and, thing and, that was. And to your ahead. point, some some wackadoo on uh, Fox Sports was talking about it today after the news came out. Was that um, what teams could he have gone to? And he he actually made up made some good points. So he was bringing up like, well, Russell Wilson with that whole. I would never leave my team, but if I were, here are the teams I'd like to go to. <laughs> right. You know, and, and it's like, and then at the end, it's like Aaron Rodgers, oh, he's going to leave for, for where? For like Denver? And, 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 but, but, and, and, but, and here's where the guy turned into the wackadoo. He's like, well, you know, he could go to Denver and that'd be a good situation. Or he could go to the Washington football team, which has a good team. And it's like, and now I'm thinking in the back of my head is like, so everyone complains that the Packers are this crazy organization that has done him wrong. There's one owner in football that is completely insane, and that's Dan Schneider. So that's a win by him going to play for Dan Schneider? And what would Washington have to give up for him? And then the same thing, Denver's so convinced that the Packers would be willing to give up Aaron Rodgers to them for a, a, a seventh-round draft pick and a box of Girl Scout cookies. Like, right. no. It, like, let's start with Jerry Judy. That'd be the yeah. first one. Yeah, or Sutton. That'd be the first person. That'd be the first person I'd ask for. Oh, you want Rodgers? Okay, well he's number one, and if that he's not part of the deal, then uh, no. Judy Sutton and, then, and the okay. first. <laughs> Ju- Ju- Judy Fant and two oh, first Fant. round picks, and let's start, and let's work from there. Yeah, and then so so you you work them down and you get to keep Fant. Well, now what do you got? Well, and I can't name a running back in Denver. Cortland Sutton. Uh, well, Royce. Um, Freeman. Sure, sure. He's and they big just had. He's an okay guy. Um, he's a decent running yeah, back. They they got decent guys. They get like basically two or three guys who are okay, but not a single one of them is AJ Dillon Aaron, or Aaron Jones. Yeah. No, well, yeah. I, I think that goes without <laughs> saying. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have named them immediately. Um, Melvin Gordon was there last year, but I mean, who knows what he's you know. It, running I, backs don't last forever. Unfortunately. Right. And so, and just some other things with this too, like with all this reporting that's been going on. So the same guy that, that reported that one of the guys who reported on draft night that he was going to Denver was Trey Wingo. Oh yeah. Who also, very today, animate. Who, also, who, who also reported today that uh, the only way Aaron Rodgers is coming back is if they get Randall Cobb back from the Texans. Nope. So Good, no. good, good job, Trey Winkle. On, I mean, when do these guys have to apologize for being like for being wrong? And so, and this leads me into this. And you, you were alluding to something else too. But like, is Rogers just intentionally playing Adam Schefter? Because Schefter, to get Somebody to where is. he has to be, has to be friends with people's agents, and that's how Schefter is. What Adam Schefter is, he's friends with people's agents. And so, is Aaron Rodgers intentionally spoon feeding Schefter garbage just to make him run in circles? Well, his agent is definitely involved here. And we talked about this before because I've gone back and been listening to some of our older pack and podcasts on some of this stuff. It's basically he's trying to not be Greg Jennings, who, when dealing with contract stuff, went immediately to the press and immediately tried to be as loud and brash and crazy as possible. And then when he resigned, he was like, I've always loved it here. And you're like, you know, we got a lot of film of you saying you hate it and this team is crazy mm-hmm. and all that. But Rodgers was like, I'm just going to do it through my agent, then nobody will know it's me. But, of course, we all know it's him. I mean, a lot of people don't because they don't want to know it's him, and they're pretending it's just – it's so much easier to hate Mark Murphy and Gutenkunst as if what happened here is somehow 
I mean, and I get, yeah, they, they haven't had great communication with their starting quarterback. But here's the thing, and you've pointed this out, Aaron. You have pointed this out as a great point. Um, at some point, you you remember that you drafted a guy who has a huge chip on his shoulder at all times, and sometimes that backfires on you because sometimes he just decides he hates you. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Because the biggest issue here well, is that he's my, what, been what mistreated. What did Mark Murphy say? Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a special kind of guy. What he's was a that complicated quote? fellow, and you're like, okay, that's not really an insult in, in any regard. It's saying he thinks well, about I mean, a lot other, of things. Other people have said that about him, right? <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's just saying, well, you know, he's got a lot of things going on. He he thinks about a lot of stuff. Um, this is a complicated thing, and we, you know, it takes time. And you're like, oh, okay, he's a complicated fellow, and people are like, oh, he's complicated. You should have said he was simple. And you're like, wait, that would be bad too, right? Like, oh, he's really right. easy to figure out. He's kind of he's kind of plain, kind of plain, soft spoken, and not so smart. And you're like, no, he's complicated, and that's just what? How is that an insult even? They were just right. searching for things to say, like, oh, he said he's a complicated fellow, so he clearly hates him, and he's playing him in the media. You're like, that wasn't even, that was like a throwaway line. It really was. It, like, it, all, it, it, all feed, it all feeds into ESPN hating Wisconsin, and they want Rodgers out of Wisconsin, so they have reasons to stop talking about Wisconsin. Yeah, and uh, the big thing is just they'll say anything because it gets, it gets eyes, because, you know, mm. the hate-watching on Aaron Rodgers is tremendous because everybody in Chicago turns in to hear about Aaron Rodgers leaving, even though they should know he's not because they're a smart enough fan base to know he's not, but they just really, really want I'm it. To, I'm saying to wonder that John, I really am. No, they just really want it. They are getting, they're getting dumber by the moment. Well, everybody is, I think at this point. Yeah. Well, so true thank story. you. Internet. But I really, I really, I really think that once was a very educated fan base in the Chicago bears has really just, turned into a Cubs fan base that just Oof. is delusional. They, they think they've won something because the Cubs won something, you well, know, like they, they still haven't done anything. The bears have done nothing. Like the bears have done nothing since before the bulls did anything. And the bulls did what they did 30 years ago, yeah. you know? So it's like they, they've, they've literally become a delusional fan base that really thinks they've done something. Yeah. It's they, just... They're turning into the Vikings fans. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think the Vikings no. fans continue. Sorry, to sorry, sorry, Bears, sorry, Bears fans. I took that a little too far. I th- yeah, you did. I, because I, I think did. the Vikings fans continue to move further away. Like, like this is a marathon, yeah. and maybe we kept moving down the road, but they're just walking away from us. You know, it's like, I mean, Packer right. fans have our problems too, and the internet oh, doesn't yeah, make do. any of it any better. It's just people out there saying crazy things, and like the biggest thing too is all the people like Stephen A. and all of them who get super mad about like oh, the Packers have so completely just uh disrespected this man and i don't nobody has yet been able to tell me a thing they did to disrespect him like mm-hmm. what was it they should have done that was different and what people are like you know the complicated fellow thing you're like what you're like they cut jake kumro you're like nobody picked him up like he's not an he's nfl still, receiver he's, he's still a free agent <laughs> yeah like he's just hanging out because he is not an nfl player um but he got to cosplay as one for a bit. Like he's a nice guy, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't belong in the league at this point. And his, his grandfather was a terrible man. <laughs> I don't know anything about any of that. Oh, Jay Kumro? No, because Kumro's related. Kumro's related to um, the Bosa's, and their oh. grandfather was their grandfather was great grandfather, grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather. I, I think big time hitman for the mafia down in uh, Chicago in the uh, Prohibition area. 
Neat. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> You've never read that? I don't think I have. I'm jo- not Joey Bo- it's either Joey Bosa's grandpa or great grandpa. It's one of the <laughs> two. Like, big time hitman. <laughs> the Capone squad. Like, yeah. Well, it makes sense now. They're linebackers and they're really good at well, hunting people down and taking them out. They're DNs. You know? so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like. Anyhow what is it that happened here? Basically everyone can come down to is they're like, well, they didn't ask him what he wanted done on player moves. And you're like, nobody, nobody gets that. Nobody like, gets that. You're like, do you want to know how many times Belichick has gone? And was like, Hey, I need to go ask Brady what he thinks about if I sign this guy. The answer is zero. He not at, one point, at, at one point, Belichick took one of his wide receivers and made him a safety. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, uh, but that I mean, is hundred like, percent true. Yeah. But I mean, like that's the thing. It's like that that doesn't happen in good organizations. You do not go say, "Hey, man, hey." I mean, if you're the guy going out and saying, "Hey, Baker, Baker Mayfield, what do you think?" You're like, "Should we go sign this dude? Who should we draft, Baker Mayfield?" Or like, "Hey, Russell Wilson, what are your thoughts on these players?" I mean, I know you've done no research on this and you're just doing it from your gut, but I really right. care what you think. Like, nobody does that. Well, if that he's was, been disrespected. Uh, that was, uh... Bye. So just before I heard a comment once, uh, just before this draft, Tampa Bay ended up taking a quarterback this draft in the third round, yes. I think, or something like that. And it was like, so do you think do you think they called that the, the, the GM from uh, Tampa Bay came out right away after the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and said, oh well, we called Tom Brady to let him know a quarterback was going to be drafted in the third oh, round. And then the the immediate comment after that was, Why? do you think do you think Tom Brady at that point just went? Why are you calling me right, right now? Like I don't care. Like the only you... way it should really bother Aaron Rodgers that they drafted Jordan Love is if he thought Jordan Love was going to take his job soon, which he yeah. doesn't. Like he has said that. Like he didn't think he was going to start last year. He doesn't think he's going to start this year. I mean, come on, man. These are professional athletes, and they can't figure out like whether or not they're good enough to play in the NFL. Every one of these guys is super arrogant and confident. If it broke your confidence and your spirit to hear that mm-hmm. they drafted another posi- player at your position, and there's no other position where that happens. Nobody's like, oh, my gosh, they drafted a linebacker. Do you think they really hurt so-and-so's feelings? They're like, No. It only happens at quarterback where they're the most fragile human beings. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Rodgers, like, uh, I love him as a player, but, I mean, seriously, this is this is just beyond crazy. The idea that... Uh, it's and, my job and nobody and, should ever be allowed to even think about this. And, and you guys can go back and whoever's listening at this point, you can go back to last spring when that draft happened and we were questioning it. Like why on earth did we spend that first round pick on Jordan love or right. move up for Jordan love? And I made a good argument as to what is the most important player that you have on your team. That is your quarterback. And what green Bay learned through the last 10 years is that when Aaron, whenever Aaron Rodgers goes down, we were, we were SOL. You know, yeah. we were done. We had Seneca Wallace out there. We had Scott Tolzien. We had Pop Gun. Uh, uh, I almost said Ryan Leaf. Um, <laughs> Wallace, uh, Tolzien, and else? Flynn. Flynn, thank you. Flynn is Remember your boy. How did you forget about I, Flynn? I, I know. That was the name of my team for a while. Anyways, um, but I was like, but my take was, you know what? If, if it's the most important position, why would you spend late round picks on your backup when that's, I mean, and that was my take on it too. And it's like, who cares? Like if, if really, if you are that fragile as a human being, like 
I mean, there's more to this, and Aaron Rodgers is too smart for this stuff. And, you know, he's yeah. just playing all of us. He's literally playing all of us at this point. That's the other this thing. Is is, all, it's it, all fun and games yeah. for him. It yeah. really is. And you're exactly right. He's too smart for any of this. He knows he was never going to sit out. He knew he was never going to get traded. He knew that Jordan Love wasn't going to pass him. Like He's just been sitting there trying to mess with people to get something specific out of this contract negotiation. This has all been a negotiation played with your feelings. Like every okay. fan out there who's been super involved in this, because Aaron and I have not been. We have been specifically not talking about us because we don't care about him garbage. negotiating through his agent, through the media, and Adam Schefter regurgitating all of it for the hope that someday later he'll get a different scoop from from Aaron or or the agent. And just yesterday, I was listening. No, I'm sorry. It was yeah, no, it was yesterday. Dri- driving back from Mackinac Island on Sunday. I was listening to ESPN radio and some of them were doing the like, did you know Aaron Rodgers agent was Carson Palmer's agent? And you know what? Carson Palmer sat out and like, do you think that was a good idea? Do you think his agent looks back and says, yeah, after we left Cincinnati, went to the playoffs like three straight years and we got to go to Oakland where we were terrible. That was a really good move. We should have done that again. Aaron, you should try that. It's like, come on. Like that's the laziest sort of thing ever. To say, like, do you think he's advising Aaron to do this? I'm like, well, then he's a terrible agent, and you should fire your agent because that didn't work out so great. I mean, he had to then go to a third team to start winning because the trade mm-hmm. was terrible for him, but set up the – I mean, it did set up the Bengals to win. I mean, it was great mm-hmm. for the Bengals because they then became good. Not great, but, still, but good. But, <laughs> still couldn't figure it out, but anyways. They, they couldn't the win any playoff play. games, but anyways, they, yeah. they went to the playoffs they, several years in a they row. Had, they had more than enough talent to win like six Super Bowls, but somehow messed it up because they are the Bengals. Because they had Andy Dalton. Um, but yeah, I mean like... Uh, that ginger freak. But Starting like, quarterback of your Chicago Bears. They were saying very specifically on, um, was it the Cornets? Uh, where Shay and uh, whatever her husband they like Jake or whoever he is, the Cornets on ESPN Radio were talking about like it's it's pretty much a, a guaranteed thing he won't report. There's there's almost no chance at this point. And then the next day, today, the next day, Monday, Aaron Rodgers will report. They're just working out a couple little contract issues because it was always about the contract and exactly. the team gave you nothing. And Aaron didn't say anything publicly, but it's definitely been him talking about I'm definitely not coming back and this and that all those sorts of leaks were only player uh, generated they were not like the mm-hmm. team would not have leaked any of that stuff because it doesn't help them these were all things leaked through his agent to the press trying to just say like hey he's gone he's going to retire it's a hundred percent and then the next day like yep yeah, he got essentially they're going to give up a year on the back they end of this deal third year and they're redoing some of the money this year. So they're freeing up cap space. And now so they, they can, can also go sign Adams to the deal he wants. So, I mean, but, they're probably going to trade Aaron yeah. next year. Anyhow, it just kind of saves the Packers money. Like the Packers saved money, which is the only thing they wanted. Aaron gets right. to get trade next year, which they both wanted. And, you know, just all that happened was Aaron Rodgers played with all of your feelings and you're going to blame Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst for the fact that Aaron Rodgers played with your feelings for an entire offseason just to mess with mm-hmm. you because it benefited him. And that's exactly right. what happened. And 
use use the fan base to uh, better his own position. So yeah, yeah. and fine, whatever. But yeah, and I'm sure you're gonna see some of that money back in the long run. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't feel any of it because you know, Aaron, you and I were not emotionally involved in this because it was a dumb storyline, and it's the third year. And by the way, remember also, this was you know a, a Bucks championship after two years of hearing how there was no chance Giannis signed his Supermax with the Bucks. Right, It exactly. was two consecutive yeah. years of how he was going to L.A. <laughs> He's then signed yeah, with the Bucks. And, yeah. And uh, and I'll bring up uh, Grant Bills again from the uh, 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 Wisco Sports Show again today. He had a, uh, a good take on this one, too. And that was with the freeing up of money. Like, n- did you notice today another side uh, headline that was kind of missed in all this with Aaron Rodgers was that Devonte Adams is now back opening his talks with a uh, resigning contract with Absolutely. the uh, the Packers now. Yep. And Grant Grant said because everyone was like, "Well, if he's not going to play for Rodgers, he's out of Green Bay." Um, no. <laughs> Devonte Adams Devonte Adams will sign with the Green Bay Packers if they pay him the yeah. amount of money he thinks he deserves. Yeah, he and likes he, Aaron, but he, he wants will, to get paid. He will, he will not. He will not be lowballed because Devontae Adams believes he is the best wide receiver in football and has a very good case for it too. Like he is potentially the best wide receiver in football, and you know, and so maybe some of the contract offers that the Packers were giving him were like you know one year, two year, you know, somewhere around fourth best played or whatever, because that's all the Packers could afford until what what came down today which was Aaron Rodgers said yeah we'll restructure my contract to put some guaranteed money down to take it off the cap instead blah 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 signing bonus blah 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 do your thing uh rust ball and uh make the salary cap work <laughs> and um and so you know and I, I don't think Devontae Adams even if Aaron Rodgers does leave at the end of next year I don't think Devontae Adams is opposed to staying with the Packers no, I really don't. And and this was Grant's take too. And I agreed with him. So this is completely Grant's take. And I completely agreed with it, you know, cause where else, I mean, he's just going to go where the money is because he feels he should get paid to be the top wide receiver. And if that, I mean, and if that means he has to go play for the Texans, which they don't, well, sorry, that's a bad example. They don't have any salary room cap and they're a terrible <laughs> team, but um, uh, Jackson, Jacksonville's got a, a ton of, ja- a ton of cap room, you know, at the end of this year, Jacksonville offers him a huge contract or whoever offers him a huge contract, some bad team, he'll go play for a bad team as long as he gets paid the money. Yeah. Because, you know, he's not going to just necessarily, he's not going to just follow Aaron Rodgers wherever no, Aaron Rodgers goes and signs contract like, oh, you're going to Denver? I'm a little puppy. <laughs> okay, I'll sign for nothing out here in Denver now. <laughs> I'm going to simply. No, he wants to get paid. He wants he's to get a paid smart guy, more too. Than anybody else. He wants to get paid more than anybody else. This is, he's a wide receiver. This is his cash cow after this contract he won't have another contract like this this is where he's making the money for him and his family for the next three generations you know he's gonna sign a big and if this isn't the nba where you jump around a lot and your career can end like that yeah no jump around happens in camp randall (laughs) exactly so he wants the one big contract and yeah he might he's not attached to aaron Rodgers. They're friends and all. David Bakhtiari just signed a huge contract. Him and Aaron Rodgers are huge friends. He ain't going anywhere with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Whether Aaron Rodgers leaves or not, there's going to be a whole lot of people left on this team. Aaron Jones, yeah. Bakhtiari, and, and others that will be gone if Aaron Rodgers is gone at the end of this year. So And they're well-coached. 
This is a well-coached yeah. team. They've got a very good offense that runs very well in terms of efficiency, and they've gotten the best out of Rodgers in the last several years. I mean, I don't think Jordan right. loves anywhere near Aaron Rodgers, but you know right. they can find ways to win with him and do some other stuff, and we'll see where they go from here. But, I mean, we all knew Aaron was coming back this year. It was not a secret unless you just really, really wanted the story or you think that ESPN is really giving you news out of the goodness of their heart. Well, and the sports books, too, that pulled the Packers off the betting lines for over-unders, they just had to do it out of damage control because their whole that's their job. You know, they that's what sports books do. And even before they were sure that Aaron Rodgers would come back, the Packers were at nine and a half with right. uncertainty at the quarterback position. So yeah. basically what Vegas was saying was even if Blake Bortles is running the Packers this year, they're gonna be nine and they're gonna win nine and a half games. Yeah. And it's just the the big thing with gambling. I mean, like as much as people love the the lines, in, in some ways the lines are also set by how many people are on each side, mm-hmm. right? So like, man, if a ton of people are betting that Rodgers isn't coming back, they're going to keep moving the line to say like, well, we, you know, he's really not coming. How much is he not coming back? How much are you willing to bet yeah. that he's not coming back? And if more people are betting on it because ESPN keeps telling them they're going to do it, it changes the lines. And so I mean, those aren't necessarily bets on pure it's it's not an actuarial chart it's a gambling chart for crying out loud no I, but i know but that's even even say even though it's a gambling chart like it's still only got to like nine and a half yeah like people still thought the packers are going to win nine and a half games this oh, year yeah whether rogers is here or not i'm just saying so, that my point i guess was more that oh espn made a big deal out of them taking it off the board you know like how how much are they going to go to super bowl and stuff and they're like well they took it off the board because the variables were too high and they couldn't figure out mm-hmm. who was betting what not because no, they were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who yeah. even knows? And they're like, no, they don't. No, oh anything. no, no, and that's why I started. Yeah. Out, that's why I started off yep. at that point too. Was like they just don't know, so they had to, they had to yank it. But even after that, like they still thought the Packers were going to win almost ten games this year. Yeah. So, Sorry. so now they will go to training camp, and everybody will be okay. there, and everything will be fine, and they'll be start move, moving forward. And when asked about it, everybody will say everything is fine, and they're not mad. Aaron will do something, you know kind of half you know offhanded comments that he's obviously trying to pretend he's way smarter than the rest of us and that you know we're not going to catch on or that he hopes we catch on but it won't sound so like he's going to be oh I'm so sophisticated you're like okay man like we're not stupid either like everybody kind of knows what you're doing just let it go <laughs> this is whatever yeah. man but he'll say we, something we get, we, we get the we get the we get the Grape crush thing. We get yeah. it. We well, all and he'll it. say something to Packers fans essentially here and there along the way and just 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 let it go, everybody. Just let it go. Enjoy this this year because it's it's probably his last one here. Uh, I mean, unless something massively changes along the way. And then um, when he goes off to the greener pastures of dot, dot, dot. <laughs> whatever. When, when they trade him to Tampa Bay next uh, after Brady retires. Or dies. Hey. I don't know. He's like 83 or something, right? Um, but yeah, it's that's where we are with, with Roger. He's showing up. And we told you this months ago. You could have ignored everything ESPN had to tell you. Adam Schefter has been oddly, weirdly, just emotionally involved in this. Like, out loud yelling, too involved. Like yes. yelling about it on 
on Fox, on ESPN, anywhere he can get on TV, he is yelling about how this is going to happen, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Didn't. He was very wrong. He was very wrong, and I like Adam Schefter generally. I have no idea why he was this emotionally involved in this story. I really think I think Rodgers was playing him. I honestly do. I I, I do want too. to I, I want to believe that Aaron Rodgers just wanted to to expose. Well, and he won't NFL be able to tell insi- us that. Yeah, he he he, ex, he wanted to expose these NFL insiders to the nth degree, and he went after the big fish, and he got the big fish to do whatever the heck he wanted to do. Yeah, and got him completely emotionally invested yeah. too, like to the point that. I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers was texting him directly, and that's why he got so mad and so loud about it. But I mean, like, I mean, even Jay Glazer doesn't get this loud about stuff when it's happening in the season. That's for real. Like Adam <laughs> Schefter was. I, I mean, I think Adam Schefter was getting loud because he was his his reputation is kind of staked in this, and even though he'll never pay any consequences for it, and everyone will still follow him on Twitter. You know, yeah. he he was wrong. He was very, 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 very wrong. Florio was really wrong today and the last couple of days, by the way, per all the summer. usual. All summer he was very wrong. Per the usual. Yeah. yeah. It's it's more bluster than it's more sports entertainment than sports news. So yeah. Yeah, I just I just thought at one point that Paul Allen was the source for an Aaron Rodgers story. <laughs> I was just Mike re-listening Allen. to that one earlier My today God. as well. So good. Um let, let, anyway. Let's move it along here now. Uh, we do have more Brewers. The Brewers continue to have a very nice set. This was, a, I guess, kind of a down week in one regard in that the Brewers met again their kryptonite, which is apparently the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Who they'll never, I, gonna... They won't see again this year because the Royals are definitely not making the playoffs. But no, the, the Royals swept the Brewers on the season four games to none. Just what is going on in that? This is so crazy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Brewers a pass on um the the Royal series because if you're watching Game Six of the NBA Finals, over half of the Brewers team was at Game Six, which was I... after Game One but before Game Two of the Royal set. So I think uh, I don't think their heads were in it. Uh, if you know what I mean, like, I, I'd be more I, upset because it, it's like. They they lost the first two early on before the All Star break and everything. You're like, how did you do that? You figured mm-hmm. they would have come back with a little bit more oomph, and you know tried to really do something in the second series, and it didn't. I, I mean, I just yeah. it was I, weird. I, I, their, their, their heads were elsewhere, man. They were they were cheering on the Bucks. the 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 energy in town was on the Bucks. Uh, Jeff Levering alluded to it at one point during the White Sox series. About how maybe the buck or maybe how the Brewers team wasn't uh, wasn't completely engaged in the Royal series because other things were happening in town. So you know it's yeah it is what it is. It's a throwaway. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not going to look too much into it, especially the way they played the White Sox the first two games. So those first two games, uh, yeah, those were those were very good. Uh, the first two ones against the White Sox that who are. The, the Central Division leaders, these are both Central Division leaders. Um, and the fun part is they're the two teams that have the largest leads over the second-place teams in their division. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sox were up like nine games coming into this. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the, the coming-out party, hopefully, for Rowdy Tellez. Uh, the Friday game, he did get a couple hits. Uh, he singled in the first run of the game. 
And then uh, he did he did get an RBI in the seventh inning, the 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 sixth run seventh inning they had. Uh, mm-hmm. The RBI was he took a walk. He did. He took a walk. <laughs> he got a standing ovation. Oh, by the way, John, I was at those two games. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. My parents were at the the Sunday game, I guess, or yeah. I was at, no well, Saturday. They, they were at the, whichever one. Okay. They were at the. Oh, they were. At, oh, they were fun games too. They're both really fun. Rob Tellis had a coming out party this weekend, except for Sunday night. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun to watch. There was the, the Brewers played really well on Friday and Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm just trying to look back through some of this. Yeah, so Tellis gets that, and then yeah, the next day, uh, he gets the the two home run game, which I mean, mm-hmm. those are the only two home runs he's hit as a Brewer, right? Right. Yeah. He had a double on Friday night too. So yeah, no, he had a very successful series. So he, he had another. He yeah, he like, had a single the other night too. Uh, he he's he's actually hit the ball pretty well. Uh, he's been driving it pretty nicely, even line drives, not all big power hits, but solid contact he's been making the last couple of games. So it's, uh, his, his his one home run to center field, that was a solid jack. Yeah, yeah. That well, was a, yeah, just saying not everything's been solid, just straight power, solid. but he's been driving the ball. He's mm-hmm. he's also, I'll give him this, There, I mean, oh, this is the Saturday game, I think he was, was he, he's three for four in that game with two home runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic game for him. Just he was good, brilliant. Good all yeah, around. he got a standing go. He got a standing go after his second home run. Yeah, but I was saying was... Um, the one thing that, that that's been kind of interesting. He has very quick hands. Uh, he gets mm-hmm. around on a ball pretty fast. Um, I, I was watching just some of these games where it, the pitch is coming to a spot he clearly doesn't want to swing at it, but he's down in the count. Mm-hmm. Man, he can just flip the hands around on it, and you know he, he's driving it foul. But he knows he's just trying to waste off a pitch and and keep himself alive. Yeah, he he's got some pretty good bat speed and some good good hand movement, mm-hmm. and he drives the ball pretty well. He could be interesting. I don't think he's been great, but he's an interesting guy to keep around there that that spot uh, to do something there. Especially for a big boy too. He had a that double that he hit on Friday night. Uh, watching him leg out a double was something of a. Yeah, very, very Clyde, Clydesdalian. There were some divots <laughs> as he was rounding first base, going for second. So he's he's a big boy, but uh, yeah, no, he's a he he's a fun play to watch. He's good defensive first baseman too, by the looks of things. He didn't have any problems there. So, um, what I do want to talk about Friday night though, John, John, yeah, John, yeah. all the baseball games I've ever been to in my life, including minor league games, yeah. First Grand Slam I've ever seen. In I was going to say, I, I don't think I've ever been at a Grand Slam game. I've been to several walk-off games, but I don't think yeah. I've ever been to a Grand Slam. Um, I've seen, I've seen walk-off walk. home runs. I've seen triple plays. I've seen never seen a no-hitter, obviously, because I'm a Brewers fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, Tyrone Taylor's uh, Grand Slam yeah. on Friday night. That thing came out of nowhere too. Like it was bases loaded. Tyrone Taylor comes up here. Tyrone Taylor, you know, who's always been the 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 talent that never panned out, right? Like he was always supposed to be something, couldn't be, it never quite made it there. Dude drove that thing about fifteen rows up, right down the left field line. Like it was exciting to watch. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Friday and Saturday night's games are a lot of fun. I wish either of those games would have been on ESPN instead of the one that happened on Sunday night, which White Sox fans made out to be like they had won the World Series. <laughs> right. Even even though they salvaged a series, you know. Well, they just and, yeah. avoided being swept is all they, they made. Avoided out. being, yeah, salvaged a series. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't the... The, the biggest thing, I mean, that game was interesting. The, the saddest part of, of that last game of that series is that the go-ahead runs, the, you know, the two-run cushion that they had that ended up being the difference in the game was a hit by Lance Stinking Lynn. Who hasn't just, had a hit since 2017. Well, he hasn't yes. been in the National League in that time. Pro- well, I suppose he had a couple interleague games. No, but, but I, 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 yeah, I'm sure interleague games. But, yeah, that was his first hit since 2017. Yeah. I I can't stand. It. I'm still mad at him from his his days with the the Cardinals and just yeah, just the fact that he yeah. drives in the two runs like just they were pummeling the zone with fastballs and the third one he got around on. Uh, yeah. Brewers are still. I mean, I mean, would, I, mean yeah. I got to see I got to see Peralta and Burns both pitch and they're both great. And then uh, they got the run support and then uh, Woodruff outside of that, what was that second inning? Yeah, was great. He was absolutely great. Yeah, that everybody else was weird. great. Yeah, that inning was just pretty weird. It seemed like everybody could just kind of everybody was just kind of reaching. Uh, he had a bad walk in there as well. They got away from him. Yeah, and then letting the pitcher get around on one with two outs. Uh, that could have been a, a a pretty calm inning if he just got Lynn to strike out there. Uh, but yeah, just that ended up being the difference in that game. So yeah. Uh, Brewers still up by six and a half over the Reds, eight ahead of the Cardinals, nine ahead of the Cubs, who are already trying to see who they can trade away. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes down the line. I mean, don't have a lot of games with with uh, Cubs or Reds left at this point, I don't think. I wonder if anybody's going to trade for Javi Baez because he is kind of trash at this point with way too big of the, a contract. The interesting things we're hearing is that the couple rumors that get reported now, and I don't know how much to put into any of these, is the couple people the Brewers have been asking about. One of them is Trevor Story, which seems very weird to me. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, where are you playing him? What are you, what are you doing with, with Trevor Story? Are you going to put him at short and then what? You you can move Urias to first. What are you, what are you doing with first? him? Yeah. <laughs> He's been hitting pretty well. Like what else are you going to do here? Right. Um, you can't, you can't sit Adamas. Right. Um, and then, and then of course, um, um, uh, mayor of ding dong city is on his rehab. Now, Travis Shaw is going into his rehab assignment down in uh, Nashville. So he's on his way back along with strong, bad, Strong bat will be back soon too. So uh, yeah, so I mean, like he got story, and the other one is Donaldson. So it's it's talking about trying to upgrade third base. Essentially, is is like, and, and that's an interesting point because getting more power out of the corners would be great. Mm-hmm. But man, if Donaldson came over, I'd almost, I'd almost see him going to first because Urias has does, been pretty good does, there. Does he play first? No, but in terms of his ability to play, you know, he plays third, and he's – they both play third. So it's like, well <laughs> – I mean, like, Urias has been playing pretty well. He's batting uh, three – pardon me, 236 right now, but that's because uh, it's been increasing throughout the year. And here's uh, how we know we're Brewers fans. 
We're, we're concerned about maybe having too much talent. No, I'm just. <laughs> where are you going to go? What I what I want to oh see the God, Brewers go get too many good players. No, um, what I want to see the Brewers go do. We got some good, good player on the bench for later. Oh my God, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah, but I mean, they're starters. The thing I want to see is an actual first baseman. What we have are backups. Mm-hmm. Like Vogelbach wouldn't be an actual first baseman then. No, that's why I don't <laughs> see either of those guys. Those were guys they were talking about signing at the beginning of the season, but they didn't. Um, what I'd rather see them do is try to see if they can get somebody at first. The the best obvious answer would be Rizzo, but I don't think the Cubs would ever send him to us. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm trying to think what else that would be available from some of these teams that would be selling. Who would be a valuable first baseman? Because that's the one position I would like to see most added to this team. Because right. as much as I like Vogelbach, and as much as I like you know Roddy Tellis is a decent backup to him. Neither one of them is particularly great. Both of them well, are there's a, nice. There, there's a reason why there's not a lot of first basemen out on the market. No, because you want to hold them if you have them. Yeah, if you get one, you hang on to them. So. And you're probably all right. <laughs> you're probably a decent team if you get a good power hitting first baseman. You know, like we we just have managed to get by without that. Um. So yeah, it would be nice to hey, get. I I said earlier in the year we should have signed Pujols and put him at first base. So. That would have been interesting. He's a, it would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have been a means to an end, but it would have been interesting. So, uh, The Brewers are now the only team in the NL Central with a positive uh, run differential. Cincinnati yes. is negative 20. Uh, St. Louis, negative 35. Cubs, negative 20. <laughs> Pittsburgh, negative 122. And just <laughs> traded away Frazier. Yeah, one of the few guys on the team that can really hit. Down wow. goes Frazier to San Diego. San Diego. Slam Diego. Yeah. Uh, um, for, Frazier, for, Frazier's leading the league in hits. Yeah. No, he can and really second, hit. Second batting average. So. The Brewers plus 65. They're, they're finally getting around on some stuff here. And they've, you know, that pitching has just been fantastic. They got three guys who are like top six in basically every category. Um, right. So. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic to see this, this pulling through the way it is. The only and other, even, even, go ahead. Even the Brewers have a low batting average because you know, um, you look through when they're coming up to bat and you're like, oh God, he's still only batting two forty eight. Well, that dude was batting one forty eight a month ago. Yeah. So, so that, this is good. This is good. Like it's, they're, it's building. They're, they're it's progress. And, and there was there was a, the the only person who was super disappointed with with any at bat. Uh, over the two games I watched in person because I did do a real good job watching too. It's fun watching in person because you actually get a better beat on what they're doing. Kesson here came up for one pinch hit and struck out so bad it was. I I don't know what they're going to do with that dude, man. I I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a lost cause, man. Yeah, we'll have to see. I I hope he pulls yeah. out of it. He's been fantastic to watch. It'll be interesting to see from here on out. The one other thing that uh, we will talk about before we wrap up here is conference realignment. That's right. It's back. Um, rearing its ugly head again. Yeah. Uh, just Oklahoma and Texas talk about going to the SEC. This is hilarious to me because Texas really just wants to be treated like the bell of the ball. They want everyone to tell them how great they are. Man, if they go mm-hmm. to the SEC, nobody's going to say that. They, they're going to get killed. They're, they're going to. Yeah. 
and A and M's going to be they, unhappy. They, they feasted out. They feasted off the Big Twelve forever, man. Yeah, and the teams that were good that didn't want to have to kowtow to Texas left. Like Nebraska left, Colorado left. They're both well, not great anymore, but you know, trying to rebuild again. Colorado's been pretty decent the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's just got you know. The Big Ten's a better conference, so it's it's harder for them to get anything there compared to what the Big 12 had. But the Big 12 has 10 teams. Right. Two of them leave their back to being the Big 8. There's no way the SEC adds two teams and the Big 10 stays pat. There just isn't any chance, right? No, not a chance. Uh, Iowa State comes to mind right away. I think Iowa State and Kansas and K-State. And then you have to say they have to add one other team try to get Cincinnati. Um, and the Big Ten's been big on keeping AAU schools, so that, that puts maybe not Cincinnati. I mean, that's a good school in many regards. It's a very good music school, one of the best in the country. Um, <laughs> sure, that's I, what they're looking at for football. I oddly know this, but they do care about being AAU schools. Um, oddly, Texas, in a total Texas move, uh, reported on Nebraska apparently had moved a too high of a percentage of their uh, research to off-campus facilities to still qualify for AAU status. And Texas reported them just to cost them their AAU status when they left the Big 12. Mm. That's the most Texas thing ever. They're like It's this wow. petty, backstabbing sort of move on the way out. They're like, how dare you? I'm telling on you. <laughs> like, come on. Well, well, hey, instead of Cincinnati, how about Oklahoma State? Yeah, Oklahoma State is mad. In fairness, they'll probably try to go wherever Oklahoma does because that's where their money is. But the is it the president? I'm trying to see. Yeah, the president, uh, Shrum, uh, Oklahoma State's mm-hmm. president, said the decision was a clear breach of the bylaws of the Big 12 because mm-hmm. they have now removed for 2025. The, the Big 12 holds their naming rights and rights to property and everything until 2025. They voted... The, well, I guess those two schools informed the Big 12 they will no longer be allowed to use it beyond 2025. So hmm. they gone. They gone. And there's How about def- Texas? Who does Texas Tech belong to? They're Big 12 too, aren't They're they? They're Big 12 too. So here, here's what I'm looking at. So if if Oklahoma's gone, Texas is gone. And we'll say you know, Iowa State, K-State, KU go to the Big 10 and not even adding somebody else, maybe – Here's another thought. West Virginia is also not that terribly far from being able to be in a spot where they said, hey, let's put them by Penn State and Maryland and all that. All right. They're, 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 actually, they're actually more in the middle of the Big Ten than the other than the Kansas schools. They have, yeah, they have nothing. Well, yeah, and they have nothing to do with any of the other Big 12 schools because, I, mean, I mean, if those schools I mean, are gone, you still have Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, Texas Christian. Like, all right. I mean, I mean, West Virginia, West Virginia sits right next to Penn State and Oklahoma or uh, uh, OSU. If they're Ohio not, State, yeah, yeah, no, they're I mean, right they're in literally that within within hours of each of them. Yeah, so, I've I've been through Morgantown. It's it's an interesting little spot. It's not too terribly far from that. Like it's between. It's not that far from being between the drive from if you're going from the D.C. Maryland area to. Mm-hmm. 
Columbus, you basically drive almost right through Morgantown. Well, you have right to on the way. The there's, there's no other way to go, really. There's so. not a lot of ways, but yeah, I made sure to stop in there. Um, I've seen their stadium, um, Milan Puskar Stadium. It's a, it's a pretty place. It's an interesting place to drive, I'll tell you that, because it's yeah. straight up and down all around. But yeah, that would be interesting to see because... The, I mean, it's the Big 12 the is, end. The Big 12 is the Ottoman Empire of, of pre-World War I um, NCAA, basically, to make a very convoluted sort of description here. Everybody wants to pick up like part of it. They're going to die. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem is, is once the Big 12 dies, because the... A pack, giant empire filled with furniture. <laughs> the Ottomans. Uh, once they do, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Pac-12 are almost certainly going to pick off schools. And th- yeah. there's not going to be a Big 12. It's going to go the way of the Big East. The Big 12 is the new Big East. It will disappear and become some lesser thing. It'll it, Eventually, it'll be like Baylor and, and Texas Christian ending up in you know some new conference with like Houston and Boise State and... Uh, I'm trying to think of like North Dakota State and you know how, like how the how the WAC became the MWC and then well yeah those were know. two different things but they the WAC disappeared yeah they're gonna pull some... I mean the WAC disappeared then we used to have the WAC and then we had the MWC and now it's something who does well, Boise even belong to anymore they're still in the Mountain West at this point okay they're still in the Mountain West at this okay but I mean like they could maybe pick one or two schools from the mountain West to hang out with people like, you know, Baylor and Texas tech and whatnot and Texas Christian. And then some of the Sunbelt schools in Texas, they could get, you know, like maybe they could get UTEP, Texas state and um, UTSA and they could form kind of a Texas central type of thing and do something mm-hmm. there, but it won't be as good. And mm-hmm. uh, more like the AAC is not the big East, um, but you know, they'll kill it there. And the thing that you should remember is, um, at that point, when that does happen, because it will almost certainly happen, then mm-hmm. the, the ACC is next, mm-hmm. and they should know it. Like once once everybody well, devours the Big Twelve, the ACC is next, because the, well, that's and yeah. that's why when you were talking about West Virginia, I was like, well, what about Virginia? And yeah, well, what about Boston College? What about Boston you know? College? Yeah, and Virginia and Va Tech. Like right. once you've got I mean, that, it, it, that's, that's what I was alluding to. This is the beginning of the end mm-hmm. for all the other conferences. This is how it's going to line up because in, in the end of all this, the, the first, the first migration of what big conference schools is going to be, it's going to be the big 10, the sec and the PAC 12. Yeah, and that, it's going to be, it's going to be a half. The entire Western half is going to be PAC 12. Northeast will be Big Ten. Southeast will be SEC. Yeah, it's going to be and North, then, South, and East. Or North, South, and West, essentially. Big yeah, Ten, North, SEC, West, exactly. yep. pack, pack yep. whatever. Yeah, yep. Mississippi Mississippi makes breaks it down the middle. You know exactly what we're saying. Well, and that's how it's going to be. And then eventually that's going to lead into the next thing, which will be the tiered off top 40 schools versus everybody else. And the top 40 schools will be some hybrid of uh, the Big Ten and the SEC and the Pac-12 where they come up with the top 40 schools that will compete for the top, you know, it'll be two, it'll be four 10-team divisions that 
go after the D1 title every year. It'll be like the Premier League where you can the bottom five teams will get ushered in and out or something like that. But yeah. basically, that's what it's going to be. There's, and then everybody else will just – there'll be a whole new other division of football underneath that for all the ball states and everybody else <laughs> who have no chance at winning a national championship. So There we go. Well, yeah. I mean, that's where it's, that's where it's going because they can't keep up. Like, as, as this hard. move is being made, everyone else is going to get buried. Like, and it's not fair to those teams to have them in the same division as even even it's getting hard for Wisconsin. Yeah, to, if like, you're going to be keep up at this point, if you're going to be a max so, school, you got to get up and get out. I mean, like, because right. that's going to be the future is three to four major conferences. And everybody else is just feeder schools to to those places. That's just what you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. All right, we we're we're probably as as far along as we should go on all of this. We've had a, a very good time. I hope everybody oh did God. go get the Bucks one that we just did as well. Uh, two to podcasts this week. Tonight, just so much free time for you guys. So uh, remember, you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk, and you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Uh, And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. Bucks and six. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.